0: You're listening to another episode of the AnaVivo podcast. Thank you for your time. say that often, but you're actually live on the air today. Here in the studios on beautiful Woodby Island, Washington. It is actually the 8th of January. That's today, Monday. And I am not only behind on episodes to release, but uh, so far behind that I'm doing one live to you uh, dear listener, who is supposed to be listening to these on Monday? <laughs> Normally, they come out at like three in the morning, and uh, now it's what is it three, three, just after three in the afternoon. So, um, we are we are shooting from the hip when it comes to uh, today's episode, not the content, but the the releaseability. So. Uh, thank you. As we do this rodeo show here, um, to give you kind of a, a peek behind the curtain, what typically happens is I will book recordings out with uh, various people or different topics, and then I will uh, get those all done, and I will, um, I will record them here in the studio at my house and or, or out in the field somewhere. Then I have to bring all of the recording, all, all of the audio back uh, to my home office and I have to edit the audio, and after the audio is edited, edited, then I process the audio, and then after the processing, I can upload the audio and then schedule that out. And so I schedule those out for once a week to be released every Monday morning so that um, by the time uh, folks are waking up on the East Coast, listeners on the East Coast or listeners around the world, uh, theoretically, um, everything has processed through Spotify or, or Anchor, is the platform of choice that I'm using, and then that pushes uh, all of those episodes out to your favorite listening devices wherever you're listening to on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or uh, Google or, I don't know, a myriad of other, uh, iHeartRadio, all all these other stations. So um, you can always, if, by the way, uh, plug for folks that are listening on YouTube. If you don't have YouTube Premium and you're having to listen to this on YouTube with advertisements, I don't run any advertisements on our episodes. And so um, a way around you having to listen to episodes on YouTube if you don't have YouTube Premium is just to go to anavivo.com. I've embedded a player there uh, right on the website, www.anavivo.com. And scroll halfway down the page. You'll see a player embedded right there. Right below that, you'll see all the all the icons of uh, various places that you can click on, and it will take you right to um, a way to listen to it on your favorite platform, like Spotify. The the Spotify logo is there. You can click on the Spotify. It'll uh, download it right on your phone, and you can you can play it that way. But if you're listening, like some of my listeners on YouTube, on your desktop computer. Uh, a way around that without advertisements go to AnnaVivo.com and listen to the embedded player that i have there for you. So uh, so today what i wanted to do is just take a pause in the middle of all of these episodes and recordings um and and actually real quick to to backtrack here. Uh i'll schedule those out and i'll usually schedule those out months in advance to be released every monday. And so then what happened was um, we got through the first week or two of January. and then I have content scheduled uh, for the rest of the month and next uh, for February also, but for some reason, this day, the second week of January, <laughs> I did not have anything scheduled. So you all are listening uh, to this live uh, hot off the press and and because I want to get it out to you today and commit to releasing episodes, Uh, Every Monday, as I have the past year for you all, Um, I'm going to bypass all of the audio production. I'm going to bypass all of the editing. And so what you're hearing is total raw hashtag unfiltered audio that is um, being recorded and streamed directly into the platform right now. So if you're listening to this on another day, for example, not right now, um, you're going to have to forgive the lack of Uh, professional quality that is usually um, has has been the case (laughs) with our episodes. So uh, and at the same time, I have uh, and am blessed with um, housing uh, six children this week and uh, an extra adult. So there's three adults and um, and three extra kids in the house this week. And so uh, plus the dog plus the axolotl. So there's just a lot of um, Chaos happening outside of the door right now. As I'm spinning around in my chair and looking at my um, looking at my sweet setup of uh, quilts and other sound dampening devices, and and praying that that holds back the onslaught of um, of uh, young children's screams and uh, and or laughter. So so um, <laughs> thank you all. All that to say, thank you all for your patience for today as we. Uh, kick off the year again into 2024 with um, the second year of the Ana Vivo podcast. So if you're joining us for the first time this year, or you're new uh, on my client list, or you are a friend or family member that's just checking in, uh, Ana Vivo, Ana, A-N-A, and Vivo, V-I-V-O, Upward Living is what that uh, stands for in Latin. And um, the idea here is that the The podcast itself is not a particular focused podcast like Paranormal Activity or Serial Murders or whatever. I went to those dark places uh, first because those tend to be um, very strict and uh, segmented topics, but uh, this is really more uh, about anything, any topic, and if you scroll back through the last year's um, list of episodes, you'll see that, Um, and the idea is to really give people an opportunity to share their story. But also to be of an encouragement to others as we relate uh, to one another through this walk in life. And so, what I would like to do today, in that, uh, with that as our as our uh, foundation here, is to take a moment to look back on 2023 and then look forward in 2024 and onward as we go. And so, for those of you that don't know, I am a uh, managing broker of the largest uh, uh, real estate company in the United States uh, by volume compass real estate. It's really big in the cities. A lot of people haven't heard about it out in the islands here where I live. Um, But I have the blessing of getting to uh, just work and help people buy or sell real estate across the nation. I'm not limited uh, geographically because I consult with people um, and help match make them to the best uh, real estate agent wherever you are. In the United States and it's free for you. I get a referral from the agent or broker that I'm sending you to and, and, and wherever you live and that agent or broker is uh, getting you as a client that, they, um, that matches uh, their specialty. So it's a win-win-win in that situation. It's really uh, a big joy for me to be able to help people truly sift through a lot of the, the white noise and chaos of the real estate world and, and honestly just the, a, a lot of lack of integrity or oversight. Uh, we're seeing a lot of that in the industry as the national association of realtors, uh, has been through various lawsuits and different companies, um, as well. And so, uh, it just brings me joy to be able to step back from that as a representative and, and be able to, uh, talk with people and and teach people and, and be a sounding board for people as they work through, um, uh, questions and, uh, and solving, uh, Real estate strategies, um, wherever they are, and, the, and then getting to to match make them with those uh, those specialists. So, so that's what I do. Uh, but on the side, I'm so that's a contracted job, and so it doesn't provide for any benefits. And so, what I do for my benefits is I'm in the United States Navy. I'm in the reserves now. The last um, seven years, I was active duty for the first six years, and. Uh, and then got out and went to college and graduated, came back home uh, here to Whidbey Island, and then uh, went back into the Navy uh, as a reservist to provide for the benefits for my wife and kids. And um, uh, particularly what I do is I'm a cybersecurity analyst. I I was an expeditionary uh, uh, intelligence analyst and recently, in the last couple of years, have transitioned into the cybersecurity world and so, a lot of my focus um, uh, is on the um, growing threats overseas, uh, as far as uh, technologies or emerging technologies go, and, and uh, or what we call disruptive technologies, and what that looks like uh, to uh, our infrastructure from a Department of Defense perspective. So, uh, so it's a it's a nuanced uh, view uh, scope into um, the greater globalization. Uh, and, and pacing of um, uh, what I would call human greed and the and the evil really behind the scenes of what that looks like and how people or, or, or countries or entities or, or groups can take advantage of one another and compete uh, really in a uh, geographically boundless way. You know, it, it's no longer a hardened border um, or fence or gates or checkpoint that, uh, our, our typical enemies are crossing into um, to, to influence, but rather uh, are really this globalization across uh, those state lines. And so it's it's really unique. It's really um, kind of an exciting uh, perspective and be able to step back and, and look at things um, and say, oh, okay, I see what the news is saying, or I see what social media is saying, or I see kind of what these are saying. But who are the threat actors behind this? Where is the money? That the trail behind this? Where is the human greed or the involvement or the why in that? And as a firstborn, that really um, uh, piques my interest because that's all I did was ask why. And so this has been—it's been really good for me to just always kind of know, like, oh, these are the whys behind uh, behind things. And so what I wanted to do today is, uh, so we'll look back uh, 2023. And uh, in, in both of these perspectives in, in my specialties and what that looks like, and then kind of try to give hope here for uh, 2024 as we go. So so for us as a company, I say us because my youngest brother, Stephen, has been an integral part of this company. We started a company called um, the Infinity Corporation a couple of years ago, and um, that has led to this growth of matchmaking in real estate and this need for um, what I would call an an integrity-based relationship or a way to really answer questions and get around uh, some of the legalisms that were put there for good purposes maybe, but are really uh, not helpful. So a good case study example of that is as a real estate agent, my hands are tied when it comes to things like This uh, um, being able to tell you if somebody died in the house or uh, being able to direct you into a community that you may want to live in. You're a certain ethnicity, you're a certain uh, gender preference, you're a certain religion, you're a certain whatever your tribe of people are. It's unethical and illegal for me as an agent to direct you, it's called steering, and and kind of move you into um, a neighborhood. And, And you would ask me, Tim, I'm... Fill in the blank, and I want to live in a in a community of other fill in the blanks. Okay, the law started for good reasons. Okay, there was a lot of this um, really evil, really unethical steering. Uh, usually revolved around racism, um, or or, or uh, religious. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call you back at three in the morning and tell you guys. Um, anyway, uh, prejudice here. And and so the, so the laws came about to kind of protect against that. Hey, don't do that. Uh, even if the customer asks, you know, we're not going to do that. You, you just find them the best property irregardless. But as most of us all know, your, your house isn't just an asset. Some, in some cases, they can be looked at that. Your, your second home, this is a vacation, this is an investment, your 1031 exchange. Okay, there's really not a whole lot of emotion attached. It doesn't matter necessarily – where the home is, what kind of community or people or tribe that it's located in. It, you you want to know the cap rate in this instance. But by and large, a home is a home. It's a place where you're raising your kids. It's a place where you are the most comfortable. It's your sanctuary. It's your castle. It's your uh, uh, the place that you're going to look back on with memories and build memories and invest in. And so you want that to also be a part of your community and your tribe and the people that you live in and work next to you and, and live your life with. And so it was really hard for me to then say, well, I've got these clients literally asking me, (laughs) you know, where is fill in the blank community? What can I do for this? You know, I'm, uh, we are this way. My couple, my partner and I, you know, want to be next to this and, you know, and these people and this kind of stuff. And, and I'm literally hands tied legally. And so one of the reasons, uh, we started this, uh, consulting company, was for an example like that where now I can take off my real estate hat and say, oh, let's actually be helpful. Let's actually be able to tell you where those kind of communities are. Let's be able to use aggregate uh, housing data, mail forwarding data, um, tracking data in, in a in a, a geopolitical situation or a um, Religious per, uh, uh, situation or an ethnicity uh, situation, and and see where your people are that you are asking me to be by. And so, the, for us, it's it's really opened the doors to just be helpful in terms of truly serving our clients and, and their needs uh, above and beyond. And then and then once you're within that community, you're like, okay, now tell me which house is actually. The best value for my dollar. Okay, we can do that all day long. But but initially stepping back and saying, okay, first of all, where are you going to work? How far do you want to drive? Where do you want to be? What are you doing on a Tuesday afternoon or a Thursday morning? What does your life actually look like? And, and where do you want to spend uh, your time? And what does your community look like to you? And so really being helpful for that. So that was one reason we we kind of stepped back from the representation and started this. Uh, Infinity Corporation. And so last year, we moved into referrals. We did 62 referrals across the the nation and and even one in St. Croix, which was pretty cool, Um, a land transaction out there. And being able to help uh, clients answer these questions. And then the second part of this is to be able to find uh, this agent. And so you've heard me say this before, the barrier to entry is incredibly low in the real estate world. In Washington State, it's three weeks of school online and an exam, and boom, you're a real estate agent. Okay, so so that's it. Eye opening right there. Uh, if you didn't know that, surprise. There's a reason. There's a bajillion real estate agents uh, all around, and um, and so the question then is for the client: How do you know truly which is the best agent? And more so, do they even specialize? Are the agents uh, skilled in one way or the other, or certain things? And by and large, people Google the best agent near them, and they get somebody who's just a really good marketer, or they end up inevitably meet three or four people, and they just use the person that they click with uh, from a personality perspective. And I'll be straightforward and honest: there's a lot of very, very wonderful agents who are and, and are wonderful people, and just absolutely atrocious real estate agents. Um, and, and vice versa, there's a lot of really, really good real estate agents who are just horrible and uh, uh, awful people. So, And that may be true in, in all industries. But so the, the question then is, how do you, the client, how do you decide that? How do you know? Where can you look that up? And so obviously, there's reviews online, there's places you can look and say, okay, this person has Fifteen reviews. This person has fifty reviews. This person has uh, five hundred reviews, and so that's a great way to start and say, okay, based on other people's opinions, it looks like this person is a great real estate agent. But outside of the reviews, and and that's if they even are authentic reviews, or you know, a, a lot of folks uh, collect them in various places on Yelp or Google or Zillow or wherever, and so um, you, you know, it just kind of depends outside of those reviews. There's nothing really that says what their specialty is or um, what they've been doing. It's all self-validated, <clears throat> and what I mean by that is, in the intelligence world, if the source is uh, the the person or the the um, entity that you're receiving this information from, if you have no other way to validate that information, the the quality of that information now gets top uh, uh, priority. You, you need to start filtering that through. You need to start validating that. There's a lot more uh, um, regulation and and, and hand tying that goes on and, and really a lot of research that is required and should be required because it's totally up to the integrity of the source uh, or or the trustworthiness of this piece of uh, machinery or technology that you're, you're receiving this information from and hoping that it's accurate. And so You obviously, you want to see multiple uh, levels of validation here when it comes to your source vetting. And and, and the same is true with these real estate agents who will say, I'm the best, or I'm the best, or read my website, I'm a specialist in this, or I do great things in this. Okay, those are all great and self-fulfilling prophecies, but where do I verify uh, those kinds of things? And so that was the second part of our company's um, uh, uh, mission statement, really, was to Be able to tell our clients, okay, you've got these three people who are your friends or uh, you just moved to a new area and you see these signs everywhere, this person signs everywhere. Let's actually go into their background and see what they're doing from a real estate perspective. And so that's where, as a managing broker, I can look back on um, uh, different agents' uh, data. I can see their history. I can see how many homes they've sold or what types of homes or land. They've sold, I can um, uh, partner across state lines with other uh, brokers in the state of Kentucky. You want equestrian property. I use this as an example all the time because it was one of my, my first uh, situations. And so uh, th- this lady wants equestrian property. She's in Kentucky. Um, she's going to use so-and-so, who she found, um, because she saw their signs and she saw them online and they had great reviews. And it looked like it was really helpful. Well, no agent – not I shouldn't say no, but not many agents will say no to you if you ask them to represent you uh, because that means a paycheck. And so – but uh, not all agents li- – all agent licenses are created equal, but not all agent experiences are created equal. And so, uh, for example, here on Woodby Island, our clientele database is heavily military. It, we're, we're one of the largest naval air stations in the United States, and um, and so naturally, all of our clients, most of our clients are all uh, military and and VA or retired and using their VA, and so a lot of the agents around here have really great VA experience, but yet an agent off island will still represent them because they're legally re- allowed to, but that doesn't mean that they have the same level of experience. So how would you know that, you know, outside of them telling you, I've got VA experience, how would you know that? And so we can partner. And so we found this lady, uh, an agent who um, was actually an equestrian specialist. This this lady was phenomenal and knew everything about horses, knew the kinds of, I guess, horses need a, a certain um, type of padding in their barns, you know, and I'm thinking in my head like gym mats or something, you know, so don't use me as an equestrian specialist. But apparently horses have very particular um, pads that go down in the barn and um, certain uh, uh, types of uh, soil that they need. I I see five acres and I'm like, what a great horse horse pasture. Um, But no, uh, apparently there is um, some sort of plant in there or stickers or pothole, you know, holes in the ground or something. And in, in a a true equestrian uh, field uh, and haying field is different even than just five acres of, you know, uh, meadow. And so so all of that to say, you know, this agent knew that. This agent had worked many times with um, horse properties, had horses herself, um, knew clients that, you know, were in that community. And And this client of ours in Kentucky uh, was going to use somebody else because they were better advertised. They had signs all over. And so she just assumed this agent must be doing a lot. Uh, And that agent was, when it came to single-family home residences, that agent was great in that field. But the agent had done two. In all the nine years, had done two equestrian properties. And so we were able to help this client. Uh, partner her with a true equestrian specialist who had been doing equestrian properties by and large her whole career and knew all of these things. And so it, and it, and the beauty of it is it doesn't cost, it didn't cost our client any difference. There was no, she didn't, it cost her time. It cost her the time to call in and email back and forth and figure out, have us do the research and figure out who really is the best, kind of give us what her needs were. But outside of that, you know, she's going to pay the same commission to the, to the one, uh, agent who's helping her find the 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 uh, single family home residential uh, properties or the equestrian. So to the client it didn't matter. And then the agent who got the referral um, got a client who wanted equestrian property, and so they were able to meet uh, uh, just and, and have joy over having their specialties used. And and then uh, Stephen and I got paid from that referral. So that's how. The business works, and so we got this—you know—that this you know the, this 2 pronged approach of of one being able to vet and help actually validate and set a bar of our for, for our industry uh, for our clients and and on their behalf, and then two to be able to, like I said at the beginning, kind of cross those state lines, cross those uh, legalism legalism lines, and truly be able to help our clients from a consultation consultation point of view, as opposed to uh, just a um, fiduciary. Uh, point of view so so 2023 uh went well we we committed at the end of 2022 to retire from uh representation and and dive right into this uh referral and consultation and and um I'm happy to say we're still alive we're still uh not behind on bills and we're still putting food on the table and uh and so things have been great uh, from that perspective and and truly be able to Cut back on the stuff that we don't like, and focus uh, and double down on the things that we do like. And so, and part of that was starting this podcast, actually. So, we got to do some more things that were a lot of fun for us and creative, um, which helped exercise uh, some of our creative juices here. So, so that was good. We're looking forward now to 2024 uh, in that um, in that same vein of consulting and being able to help uh, people across the nation and across the world. We're opening uh, and partnering with an international uh, consulting firm now uh, from both a lending perspective for um, U.S. citizens and foreigners who typically aren't able due to the strict uh, financial lending laws in various countries. They're not able to buy uh, or, or borrow money or do mortgages uh, in various countries, but we've um, been working a lot uh, the last couple of months to really get that off the ground running, and so we're happy to announce in 2024 that we're uh, able to help clients now internationally as well. So we just um, sent our first off to Colombia, actually, as of, um, as of today. Uh, and so that'll be interesting to see. We're opening. Um, there's a branch already open in Costa Rica, uh, London, and uh, Mexico, and, um, and, of course, any of the other countries that we don't have a branch in as well. Uh, we're still able to help clients in that are moving uh, to the U.S. Uh, from Thailand, for example, or moving to Thailand, from the U.S., we can help you uh, find and and uh, partner with the the real estate firms that you need as well. Again, free of charge. So that's the key here is that uh, we are getting paid. We are still getting paid by the agents we send you to, but it's in our it's incentivized for us to send you to somebody who's actually going to close, who's actually going to do great, who's actually the specialist uh, in that industry there, and um, and it doesn't cost you any different than what you would have paid finding them on your own anyway. So. So that's that, and then um, from the uh, intelligence uh, desk uh, this week, uh, if you aren't tracking, uh, one of the most important elections of the of the year are and of the world are happening uh, this coming Saturday. um, Or what is that? The fourteenth, and so um, or the thirteenth. The the election in Taiwan is happening this weekend. So. Uh, keep your eyes on your favorite news source. Remember, your news sources are all biased. Uh, all of our uh, information is biased, so take everything with a grain of salt always. <coughs> but I would say that's a big one to focus on this weekend uh, as far as global events are going. There are three uh, parties running uh, this year. Typically, there's there's only two. Uh, I, don't quote me on the names. There's the Democratic Party, um, uh, progressive Party is one, the the current incumbent, and then uh, the second one I can't remember off of the top of my head, um, uh, but it's it's the other one. They're they're represented typically by colors. So the green uh, is the first one there, and then blue. Uh, so and then now there's a third one running this year, uh, bipartisan sort of bipartisan party. Although they lean more on the blue side. Um, in terms of both uh, the secondary group, uh, primary group, and this new third party want to draw closer to China. And and this is really the focus of this whole election is who, where does this, how does this influence world events? How does this influence our relationship as the U S how does this influence uh, the economic uh, form, let alone just the, the military dynamics of what this looks like. So the current party in power uh, who is running the green uh, party, uh, there would like to continue to strengthen foreign relationships. So our relationships, the the, um, the uh, vice president, so to speak, uh, that they are running with was the representative um, to the U.S. And so, uh, so they want to continue to strengthen relationships with us and and other um, uh, major parties around the world and, and countries around the world. Uh, versus uh, the other opposing party and this third party now would like to seek um, closer ties. Uh, economic um, uh, openness and uh, working more closely with uh, China. And so, uh, you know, both both have their pros and cons. And so just keeping an eye on that and how that unfolds and, and of course, our own election this year. And we've seen um, uh, what has been going on the last couple of years with uh, President Biden and and his cabinet and, and their focus on the relationship between Taiwan and China. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that power play, how that uh, relationship, how our response uh, changes uh, with our own election at the end of the year. So uh, two big things, yeah, their election this weekend, and then, of course, our election at the end of the year and what this means as we uh, continue to engage uh, with countries around the world in a, uh, in a way that is um, beneficial to the United States. And uh, and to its people, and uh, and then to people around the world on our behalf. So, uh, and lastly, I would like to leave you uh, with some encouragement. So all of this can can form uh, one of two responses in our minds as humans. We can we can focus, and you've you've heard this before, the the fear based response, uh, and and a sort of a scarcity mindset, or. It can focus a hope-based response and a, and a mindset of abundance. And and here's the beauty. Here's here's the key. You get to choose. Okay, you, the listener, you get to choose if you're going to respond to this information or any information uh, with either a mindset of fear or a mindset of abundance and and hope uh, or scarcity, scarcity or abundance or or fear or hope. And so. Um, how are you going to respond to this kind of information and, and any information we get? I met with someone uh, this weekend and uh, we had a wonderful time out at the range uh, testing out my blunderbuss that my brother <laughs> Seth got me, um, and uh, and it was just a, it was a cool kit uh, gun, black powder gun that we built and um, and then tested. And so we were just out at the range again this weekend taking that out and um, and it's it's not. Uh, what do you call this steel? It's not, not finished. Um, I need my steel experts back on the show. Uh, but it's, it's basically, it's just raw steel. So it, so it rusts incredibly. I mean, just by breathing on it and, uh, black powder inherently is (laughs) very corrosive anyway. And so the whole thing is just, you know, it's a, it's a project gun until I get it blued. And, um, and so it's, it's, it works some of the times, you know, the, the first 10, 15 minutes we were there, uh, we spent cleaning and recleaning and, and blowing some charges through to try to clear out the breach. And so, um, we got it up and running and, uh, and it was fun to shoot. Uh, we shot, uh, if you've seen a blunderbuss, it's, it's the old Elmer FUD, Fud style gun, um, precursor to the shotgun, uh, used aboard, uh, ships at sea. And it's, so it's got this big funnel end, uh, that allows uh, whatever you put down there to spread, and it's also a smoothbore barrel. meaning there's no rifling inside, so you can literally put whatever down it you want, and it will come right back out. And so we were dropping um, at the range that there's you know casings all over the ground, and so we were picking up handfuls of casings and putting those down, and shooting those out, and uh, peppering the paper out in front of us. And so it was uh, nice to have uh, the option for free ammo <laughs> all over the place. So, um, but anyway, we were we were there because. Um, one of the, uh, the the individuals has this had this mindset of fear um, of wanting to protect their family and that's not a wrong mindset to have but uh, the asterisk here is that both this individual and I are are believers we're Christ followers we're Christians by religion and so uh, hearing all of this news hearing about these elections hearing about the the different dynamics of what this means and um, you know China just we saw the pictures in the open source reporting this week of of China building another aircraft carrier that resembles the Ford out in the middle of the country for them to practice a target runs on and things like that. And so all of this kind of stuff can generate a lot of fear if we don't have our hope anchored in something immovable, anchored in something transcendent, anchored in something that cannot be moved, that isn't based on public opinion or policy or tide or emotion. And so Um, both of us are are Christ followers. And so we have that. We have that anchor, or should should have that belief in something transcendent, that God is in control, that he's the one that we can rely on, that he's the one we trust and and, uh, are are able to put all of these fears and anxieties uh, on him and and trust that he will see this through and that he he already has because he's above time. And so, um, so it was a great opportunity this weekend for us to have fun by shooting this blunderbuss, but also to be able to step back and Peel back the the layer of human emotion and say, you know what, I, I, America, our forefathers have promised us the right to bear arms. And, and A lot of this fear was, hey, we don't have. What if the ATF comes knocking on my door? What if uh, somebody comes in and wants my guns? The government wants my guns someday. You know, I need to get how I need to get this stuff and and uh, be able to protect myself and blah blah blah, and and it was just all this fear and and it was like, okay, step back from this. Our, our country where we were born is amazing, and and praise be to God we were, we were born here. What a blessing. But with that comes the man-made uh, privileges of owning firearms, or being able to even vote, or being able to do X, Y, and Z. Nowhere in Scripture does it give us the right to bear arms. Nowhere in Scripture does it give us the right to vote. Does it give us the right to X, Y, and Z, these things, you know? So so really, are we following the man-made agenda before us? Is that where we're placing our hope and our trust? And, and if we don't have trust in it, you know, we're reacting that way by wanting to stock up on guns and protect ourselves and whatever? Or are we having a healthy spiritual outlook and focusing on what we should be focusing, which is uh, the things that are actually everlasting? And none of this stuff here on earth, none of these guns, none of this job, none of this uh, Cybersecurity, none of this uh, uh, political scene, our, our country, our constitution, our way of life, none of this is everlasting. And so, where do we put our hope? Where do we put our, our mindset? Where can we refocus? And so, we just had an, an amazing, it was such an encouragement, an amazing conversation to be able to dive in. We actually only shot the blunderbuss like four times. <laughs> so the rest of the time was this conversation in. In uh, an hour-long conversation on on kind of the, you know refocusing, reprioritizing, uh, trusting in God, uh, remembering the things that are everlasting, and investing in those things. And and typically, those things are people. Typically, the one thing that's everlasting, one of the things, is our souls. And so, being able to reinvest in people, and and our souls, and and say, okay, this is all temporary. This suffering, this joy, these pleasures, uh, this corruption. Everything down here is all temporary. How can we focus on the big picture here? And so it was an encouragement to me in my heart, um, and I know it was uh, for him as well. As we walked away from from the range that day, and so to, to to end this, wrap this episode up here, I would like to just remind all of you, my dear listeners, that uh, there are greater things at play, even if you're not a Christ follower, if you're not a Christian. There's there's very few people I would I can count on the number uh, on one hand how many people I've actually met in life and had conversations with who will say I literally do not believe in anything we we're worm food there you know and, and truly don't believe in a god or or a, or a spirituality or anything very few people most people will believe in something spiritual or transcendent whatever that looks like and so my encouragement to all of us today is to really step back from the chaos that can seem so relevant that can seem so important to us right now and focus on the long-term, bigger, everlasting pictures of things to come and the, the hope that we have. And if we don't have that hope to pursue that, that should be the question. Why are we anxious? Why are we why are we depressed? Why are we struggling? Or, or why are 90% of our conversations political or gun control related or abortion related or... Diversity-related, or whatever you know, whatever these these things are that are uh, the the tyranny of the now. How do we step back and and say, okay, where is my hope? Where is the transcendent? And and oftentimes the answer to that is, a who who is my hope, and 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 in whom can I believe in? So so that's my encouragement um, to all of you as we. As we look forward uh, to the things going on in, in Israel and um, uh, continuing in Ukraine and uh, in Russia uh, now and South America as well. And, you know, all, all of the things that we can in our own country, all the things that we can get so uh, anxious about and so consumed with, look past all of that. And if you're a Christ follower, we already know. We already know. That's the thing. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. We don't need to worry about it. We know the end of the story. And so, I would encourage you, if you are a Christ follower, to share that hope also with those around you. And if you're not, and you are, and you're struggling, your your you know your only options are um, the 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 strength and the um, uh, dependence of. The American military. <laughs> I've got some bad news for you, but, but also uh, give me a call and I would love to share the real hope <laughs> with you that is far surpasses uh, uh, anything that mankind can produce. So uh, thank you for tuning in with me live here on the show. Uh, another episode of the uh, AnaVivo podcast. And uh, I apologize to you all for getting this raw audio footage out to you uh, last minute here in the afternoon, late afternoon on Monday the 8th. But I thank you for uh, your patience with me and also with my children and my family. And uh, a big shout-out to my wife who um, withholds the uh, onslaught outside the door there as I get to sit here and ramble on uh, with all of you. So as, um, as my kids would say... Thanks for listening! Thank you for listening to another episode of the AnaVivo podcast. We welcome your feedback and ideas. You can learn more about us by simply Googling the word AnaVivo. This podcast is supported by listeners like you. I am a licensed real estate broker with Compass Real Estate and a nationwide real estate matchmaker. We consult with you for free, find and vet the right real estate professional that specializes in the area and niche you need, are paid by that professional and they get clients like yourself who want and need their unique specialty or winning track record. If you or someone you know is in the market to buy or sell real estate anywhere in the US, don't simply web search the highest paying advertiser. Let us use our licensed experience to find and vet the real and best professional for you. It costs you nothing but a phone call or email with me and has saved my clients financially and emotionally. I'd be honored to serve And you can reach me direct by email at tim.c.miller at outlook.com. And as always, to God be the glory.